KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. We'll find out today if San Diego moves into a more restrictive COVID-19 tier or if we'll stay in the red. The news will come from State Health Director Dr. Mark Gawley in his weekly press conference. Only 10 California counties are currently in the purple most restrictive tier in the state's color-coded ranking system. Governor Gavin Newsom says that's likely to change for the worse. I anticipate that we will see more restrictive tiering based upon case rates that have begun to increase. And look at places like Mono County, you look at Kings, Alpine, Shasta counties, you're starting to see case rates growing. California's test positivity rate is up from what it was in mid-October. Under the purple tier, many non-essential indoor business operations would be forced to close. San Diego City Council member Barbara Bree has conceded the mayor's race to Assembly member Todd Gloria. Gloria's double digit lead on election night was big, almost insurmountable. But Bree held out hope that she might still narrow the gap as more votes were counted. Instead, Gloria's lead has been growing over the past few days. In a Monday morning press conference, Bree said she had called Gloria on Sunday to congratulate him on the win. It's Tuesday, November 10th, and this is San Diego News Matters from KPBS News. I'm Annika Colbert. Stay with me for more of the local news you need to start your day. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. California's elected officials are cheering President-elect Joe Biden's victory in the presidential race. But what does that new White House mean for the Golden State? Cap Radio's Nicole Nixon reports. Governor Gavin Newsom has worked amicably with President Donald Trump on emergencies like the pandemic and wildfires. But he says a new White House will mean smoother sailing for California's priorities. It goes from headwinds to tailwinds. That's pretty obvious. Over the past four years, California's attorney general has filed more than 100 lawsuits against the Trump administration. So Newsom's looking forward to having political allies in the White House. On policy, he says the Biden-Harris agenda lines up well with California's. Health and education, uh, issues related to the environment, environmental stewardship and low carbon green growth. Broadly, those are California That's a California agenda. Newsom now has the opportunity to appoint a successor to Kamala Harris's Senate seat, but says it's still too early to provide a timeline for naming his pick. In Sacramento, I'm Nicole Nixon. A newly elected Temecula City Councilwoman sponsored a rally just before the election challenging California's COVID-19 protections. KPBS reporter Steve Walsh says one speaker promised more mass gatherings defying the state's guidance. Jessica Alexander organized a rally outside City Hall that challenged the state's COVID restrictions just a few days before she won a seat on the council. One of the speakers, Peggy Hall, later posted her own speech on social media. We are going to have 
the largest Thanksgiving feast that California has ever seen. And we're going to do it all together. Like the event in Temecula, Hall says the crowd at her next Southern California gathering won't be wearing masks in defiance of public health orders. Councilwoman-elect Alexander did not respond to a request for comment. The events became public as Governor Gavin Newsom called for people to become more vigilant as cases of COVID-19 rise in parts of California, including San Diego County. Steve Walsh, KPBS News. On Monday, the San Diego City Council approved Mayor Kevin Faulkner's Complete Communities Program. It aims to boost the city's affordable housing supply. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen has the story. The program is optional for developers and only applies to land that's near public transit and already zoned for apartments. In exchange for setting aside 40 percent of units as affordable to low- and moderate-income households, developers can get more flexibility on a project's density and height. Council President Georgette Gomez says it will help solve the city's housing shortage and address climate change. I do believe that this is something that is planting a stronger seed in how we're going to be tackling the climate crisis. Uh, do real smart growth development in transit areas that are extremely critical. The council also approved new fees on projects in car-dependent neighborhoods that will fund bike and pedestrian infrastructure in more urban and low-income communities. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. A decision on which utility could get a decades-long contract to provide energy for the city of San Diego is now waiting to be docketed in city council. But KPBS reporter Shalina Chetlani says even if council members don't agree on a winning utility, the city has some options. After the city closed a bidding auction in late October, it was up to City Council President Georgette Gomez to find a date for the council to discuss the bids. But in a memo Monday evening, Gomez said she would not docket a vote on the bids and instead wants to extend San Diego Gas and Electric's contract by a year. A November 4th letter from City Attorney Mara Elliott clarifies that even if council doesn't make a decision in that time, sdg would still have to serve the city. And electric engineer and public power advocate Bill Powers says the letter also confirms that if the city formed its own utility instead, it could still maintain a relationship with community choice aggregation. They're still buying the power selling it to the public power agency and the public power agency then distributes it to the to the citizens, to the residents. Gomez says the council needs more time to consider a decision that could impact San Diegans for generations. Shalina Chotlani, KPBS News. Coming up on the podcast, the Old Globe started a new weekly series on local poetry called The Poet's Tree. You'll get challenged every week. We take a literary theme and a common saying and we smash it together and you have two minutes to write one line of poetry. That story from our arts reporter Beth Accomando is up next after this break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, 
we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The Poetry is an online weekly event hosted by Old Globe teaching artist and spoken word poet Gilso Too. It takes a deep dive into the world of modern poetry and offers interviews as well as interactive prompts with the audience. KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando previews tonight's event with host Gilso Too. Gil, you are the host and creator of this series that's at the Old Globe Theater called The Poet's Tree. So explain what this is. So the Poets Tree is a, a interactive interview series where I get to interview some of my poetic heroes and also use them to help inspire other people to write. So it's not just something that when you listen to it or watch it, that you're going to do nothing. Like we have interactive games with our audience. We have challenges at the end of each episode where uh, writers write in their poetic responses to whatever the challenge from the artist is. And the artist for the following week helps me read some of those responses. So they get their poems read out loud by some of the, the top poets in the, in the country. And uh, it's really just a, a, my excuse to be able to learn from the best, you know, and, and bring everybody along for the, that ride. So this is for both people who are poets themselves, but also if somebody is just interested in modern poetry, they would also enjoy this. Yeah. And also, uh, I would say anybody uh, interested in just performance of any type. So the, the, the caliber of the people that I, I bring on, the vast majority of them have been HBO Def Jam poets. They've won Tonys. They have you know been nominated for Grammys. So just as an artist in general, I talk, I speak to them a lot about what it's like to be an, an artist and pushing through your own negative self-talk. And so it's, it's centered around poetry, but I think that it really branches out. I don't think that I've ever interviewed an artist that was just strictly a poet. They usually uh, have a lot of different slashes in, in what they do. So it's, it's, it's really open to a, a lot of different genres of, of expression. And tell me who you're going to have on tonight for the poetry. Tonight, I have Jessica Caremore. So Jessica Caremore has, has performed everywhere from the White House to she was, uh, I think, the first poet to win Showtime at the Apollo and win it multiple times. It's a, a big talent competition in, in New York. She is the founder of Black Girls Rock, this huge concert in Detroit. She's just done amazing things with poetry throughout her career. Uh, so I'm excited to really interview her. Last last week, we interviewed uh, Reggie Gaines, whose show was on Broadway, Bring In Noise, Bring In The Funk. And the reason why I'm, I'm mentioning previous episodes is all my episodes, all our episodes, I should say, because this, this could not have been done without the Old Globe, are available to be viewed and, and you can follow along with it uh, on our Facebook page or our YouTube page, both on Facebook and YouTube Live. 
And what is it about poetry that appeals to you? I think that it's it's because one uh, there are rules to it, but if you break them, it's fine. It's a form of self-expression where you can be as metaphorical as you want to be, but you can also be really straight to the point and it's still very poetical. Uh, it lends itself to songwriting and rap and storytelling and uh, all sorts of, you can mix in dance with it. So all sorts of uh, different types of self-expression fits in very well and in tune. So when something, and if you think about it, like when they talk, describe something very beautiful, you know, whether it be in a, a, a politician's speech or um, even like a vis something with visual arts, they say it's very poetic. And that's, it's almost like that's the epitome of what art is, you know? Um, so I, I love it to death. And sometimes people are a little afraid of poetry. They think, ah, oh, you know, I don't get it or it's not really for me. What do you say to kind of those people in terms of maybe lessening their fear or opening them up to that experience? Um, when they say they don't get it, it's just what they're really saying is that they don't get that person. <laughs> you know, because it's so varied. It's so varied. Like you could turn on a, a episode of HBO Def Jam or or go to a local open mic and hear a poem and get it right away. It just that individual. You may not like it, but you'll get it. And then other ones that you may like, but you need like maybe five, six more reads to really understand it. But you, something about it, the way you delivered it, or the way she she put the words together, you just like it. So um, you get it that way. So it's I say to those people, you just haven't experienced. <laughs> to lack of a better term, you haven't experienced a, a lot of good poetry yet um, because I performed all over the country too. And I've yet to, to find someone who absolutely hates all types of poetry. What I experience is someone coming to me and say, I never knew poetry could be like that. And that's the same way that I experienced it uh, when I first um, really got into modern poetry I, they, they had it in a movie that I watched here in Hillcrest and it was called Slam. And when I heard that for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, like I didn't know because this is not the stuff that they teach in school. That's why I'm always so happy when I'm able to go to high schools and bring my super friends to perform uh, because it really opens kids eyes to like, oh, it doesn't have to be like this, you know. Uh, and and it just it, it opens up a whole new world. I mean, I could just say this, and I, I can curse in it, and I can do this, and I what? Uh, I could really just talk about my feel. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Like and 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 try to craft it the way that makes it feel beautiful to you. And where can people get information about this? You go to the arts engagement page on the Old Globe. You can go to the oldglobe.org uh, uh, first and foremost. Uh, go to our Facebook page, Arts Engagement at the Old Globe, uh, both on YouTube and Facebook. It's my website, gilsotu.com, G-I-L-L-S-O-T-U.com. So any of those places, if you want to find out, find out about the Poets Tree, you, you'll get challenged. You know, we have a, every week we have a... Um, we take a literary theme and a common saying and we smash it together and you have two minutes to write one line of poetry and we have people participating every week. Uh, and then again, uh, these 
these people that I have on are, are master teacher, teachers. So they're giving you poetry prompts that really get you going. Um, and you get to write on that and have another master teacher read your work, uh, which is great. And so uh, it's a fun show and we have fun. We laugh a lot. And, and I hope you all join us. All right. I want to thank you very much for uh, talking about the poet's tree. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it, Beth. That was Beth Accomando speaking with Gilso, too. The Poet's Tree is live tonight at 5.30 p.m. on the Old Globe Theater's Arts Engagement Facebook page and YouTube channel. That's it for the podcast today. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.